Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. We're here to help ignite your faith on fire as ours is being ignited as well. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Amen. And as you hear the Word of God constantly, that it ex- I don't know about you guys, Richard, but it excites my spirit. Just to talk about the Word of God, because I guess because His Holy Spirit is in me, it bears witness to the Spirit when I hear the Word of God. I always tell people the Holy Spirit that dwells in us loves to feed off the Word of God. That's what makes it strong and bigger. You know what? And that whatever you feed more gets stronger and bigger. If you feed your fear, that's going to get better, bigger. If you feed your faith, it's going to get stronger. And Scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. And we was talking about the mouth of the Father uh, yesterday on the broadcast about if daddy said, even in the natural one. We we were just saying we can say what, what's written, like Jesus said it is written. And we can, because we're children of God, the most high God, we can declare his word. And angels hearken to the voice of the word. And we're the ones who can give voice to the word of God. And just like in the natural, when we were growing up. We was doing something we shouldn't have been, and one of the kids go and tell daddy, and then they'll come back and say, well, daddy said, and daddy didn't really have to come in the room, but his word held some weight. It held authority in that household, and we would get in line because little sister came, went and told daddy and came back with what daddy said. Well, you know, we talked before about being ambassadors. Uh-huh. The ambassador of a country can go to the leader of right. where they're the ambassador and say, my president, you know, if we're the, uh, right. the ambassador for the United States, we could say, the president has instructed me to say. And this is what I'm saying on behalf of that nation, the weight of, of the, president. the president. The president didn't have to be there, right. but the ambassador but carried the word. Ambassador, we can carry the word. Well, we are the ambassadors of Christ. Christ. There we you can go. carry his, his word. word and have weight. And not only that. Angels, again, hearken to the voice of the word of God. And guess who bows down to the word? The devil. Yeah, the devil. Satan bows down because Jesus said, I give you authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Well, the power he given us, 
the authority he's given us to, to use his word. There it is. And his ambassadors. You can use his word and speak to the devil. Because if you think about it, when Jesus started his ministry, he was led in the wilderness by God to be tempted by Satan. And he didn't pick up no rocks or sticks and start throwing them at Satan. You know what he picked up? The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, See, the, which Ephesians tells us. The devil us. has to be obedient to the word of God. He's got to bow down to it. Every he knee shall bow. not do it. He's got to do it. It, it. That's why he says, I've given you authority. And again, we as believers got to feed on that. We got to meditate on that. That's cast out demons. He had authority to do it. Today can cast out demons. We have authority. That's why the church has the authority to do it. But if the church is too busy well, the focusing on all of this, that they have the ability. A lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of church, a lot of Christians don't even think we still have that ability. Well, that was. For I the think I, I believe days. I still have that. I'm still apostolic. That was man. still for the apostolic days. That was just for the days when they wrote. Acts. I'm apostolic now. But now it's all over. Christians My Bible tells me that. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, forever. You know what? Well, I see, still the practice these things. Well, we got to wake them up, Richard. Wake up to the idea that we still have this. The, well, the, you the know power what? of God is still available. And, and I'm going to put it back on us from the fivefold ministry, because in Ephesians 4, it says he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints or for the edifying or the building up of the saints. And faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. If the leadership never instructs or declares these things to the congregation, they'll never have faith for it because faith begins where the will of God is known. And God uses us. Just like the children of Israel, they all, all those 12 tribes had leaders and then sub leaders, but they had leaders. And, and, and Moses was the leader uh, to, to instruct all the other ones. But, but whatever the leader, everything rises and falls on leadership. But again, I'm talking to the pastors and the leaders, ministry leaders out there. You have to remind the people of who they are in Christ constantly. You got to remind them to study, to show themselves approved and find out. All you got to do is get in this Bible, especially in the New Testament. And you'll find out what your rights are, what you have authority but to the, do. The power of God still has power over the devil. Yeah, God's power still doesn't. Today. Here's the thing. God's power doesn't never diminish. It only increase. And I was just reading over here in uh, John 14, 12. Look what Jesus said. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works will these then these will he do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the father may be glorified. If you ask or declare or demand anything in my name, I will do it. Here it is. He says, greater works will you guys do. And again, here's what I know about biblical meditation. You got to ponder on God's word. Holy Spirit is in you. He's going to unravel it and give you what's called understanding. And then your job is to step out on it. Walk by faith. Go ahead and do it. You see somebody in your family members, start with your family that's demon, demonically possessed. Go and speak to the demon like Jesus did. Because here's the thing you just said. Some people think that, that stuff don't work no more. The acts of the apostles don't work anymore and casting out demons and all that. Well, that's kind of messed up if we don't have that power no more because all that stuff still exists. <laughs> It still exists. People are still demonically possessed. Yeah, but see, that, that, that becomes <laughs> so, the problem, though. So, why so the we're messed up, then. Why the church is not doing any of this stuff or a lot of the stuff that God would want the church to be doing because the church doesn't even believe it has the power to do it. But we can look out at a dying and hurting world and we see mental illnesses running rampant. We see we all see kinds of things. It's prisons are being I mean, filled it, up. If you don't believe that you can do anything about it. Sickness, it, disease. It, it would be just like that ambassador to another country saying, well, I can't go speak to anybody 
You know. Yeah, I know you I'm told me, President, power. to go, but uh, uh or, or I'm gonna go over there, but I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> right. But I mean, the churches needs to wake up to righteousness. To the scripture idea says, wake up to the righteousness. Power of God is still available, and the devil still succumbs to the power of God. That's back to wake up to righteousness, because righteousness means you're in right standing with God. It means as He is. So are you in this well, world. Well, I can't do anything about this, people It say. means thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God can do something about it. But And he works in and through us. And again, it ain't about us. We can't do nothing. Jesus told us, without me, you can do nothing. It's through his power and his spirit. It's his might that we're doing these things. It ain't. He just using, he said, I just instructed you to just go lay hands on them. Well, and he I'm, said, in the prayer, faith will heal the sick. Right. It didn't say, he didn't say, you're going to do it, Richard. See, I'm always reminded of the Israelites when they go to the promised land and they go there and they see the land and they decide they can't take it. But the promise is they don't have to take it. The promise is God's going to give it to them. They just need to move towards it. The church it. has got to come up with, remember, and I'm not talking about the church in general. I'm talking about each individual member of right, the, body the body of Christ. Christ. Christians, the saints. They need to remember that the power of God has been given to them. That we're not in this world powerless trying to figure out how to do things, how how we're going to try to get, fix this situation. Now, what can we do about this? The power of God is available and is always available, and it's the power of God that changes people's lives. It's the power of God that sees people healed. It is the power of God that forgives sins. We don't have to do it. We can't do it. But we also need to remember that we have available to us the power of God. So that when you pray for somebody, it's the power of God. When, when, and and I've cast demons out of people before, not every day, but I have. Mm. It was the power of God that did it. It wasn't the power of me. It was the power of God. And I'm God kind of skeptical still, of Christians who don't, who don't exercise the well, authority. I mean, well, there's there's people listening to this broadcast. I can convince you, Vince, if you don't believe it, there are people listening to this broadcast who say that's not possible today that's that's not well what i'm gonna say all today. things are possible to those who believe mark 9 23 and of course they are i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to what jesus said. It is written this is he says i give you authority to, to trample up. over scorpions and serpents serpents and over all the power of the enemy and then when jesus said go into all the world he says i, I i'll be with you to the ends of the earth he says i'm going with you i'm going with you through my holy spirit that dwells in you and the scripture said in romans if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that spirit that dwells in you will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. Again, it ain't you. It's his spirit. It's his presence in you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what's making it happen. You're just a conduit. This outlet on the wall, the plastic over the outlet doesn't have no power in it. And actually, all the materials don't have the power in it. It's what's coming down the lines from the the, the generation plant. Wherever the power is coming from, it's just go, flowing through the circuits. The circuits really doesn't have power. The conduit is, is, is the source. That's And God is our source through his Holy Spirit. He's our source of power. So he says, just lay your hands on the sick and, and, and just pray the prayer of faith. He said, and that will heal the sick. And again... If you're afraid to practice that, you'll never have faith for that. You'll never do it. And you have to practice it. Like we said, get into a habit. You got to get into a habit of praying for people. You got to get into a habit of when somebody's sick, instead of giving them some medicine, say, hey, let me seek you first. Let me lay hands on you first. I'm mindful to do that as a Christian. 
Yes, I, if you need to go to the doctor, because God gives doctors an anointing too. But I'm going to do the kingdom thing first. I'm going to pray on you then. Yeah, doggone to the doctor. But we're going to believe God's, we understand that God is the healer. Doctors can treat you. <laughs> they can treat the symptoms, but God ultimately heals. Scripture said he sent his word and it healed them. And we get to carry or declare the word of God, the body of Christ, the children of the most high God. And you talk about healing, and we've talked about this before. There's so much healing that goes on that is from God that we don't even acknowledge is from God. Almost. When somebody breaks their arm, you put a cast on it. The cast does not heal their It just arm. holds everything in place. It holds <laughs> it so that the bone can grow itself back together. So God can do his thing. Right, 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 right. When we get the, the a cold and all those antibodies start fighting, all those things start happening in our body, of which we aren't telling it anything. You know, I got a cut the other day, and it's a, it's a little bit red around the cut, and that's mm -hmm. because they're in, it's in there fighting germs. It's doing things. I haven't told my body to muster any defense. Mm -hmm. It's doing it on its own, and it knows exactly what needs to be done. Right. And it was built that way by God, so the healing that is going to take place around that cut and the fact that eventually there won't even be a mark there is because of what God has done as far as healing in our body. And then he heals us in other miraculous ways that come straight from him. And Christians need to remember that you always have the power of God available. But it's not just for healing um, cuts. It's not just for healing illnesses. It's for healing relationships. I was just going to say that. It's for healing the nations. It's for God relationships that people have god can still heal relationships don't ever think it's beyond hope boy my son or my daughter or my parents or even me or my wife you think or whatever it's just beyond hope no 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 the power of god is still available and it still changes those things and it can still heal relationships between people it can still heal all of those things that people just believe that there's no hope for we look around i tell people all that people say to me boy our country's so screwed up there's just no hope you know people are doing this that and the other thing to each other and i say the hope is in god god is still changing people's lives god is still making a difference in people's lives where the sins that they committed are now forgiven and the power of the Holy Spirit is alive in them and they are a new person. They are a different person than they were ever before. I like to go piggyback on that phrase you use, hope. And you said the hope is in God. Well, Hebrews 11, 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, I understand faith is be confidence in God, trust in God. So trusting or having confidence in God is the substance of things hoped for. That's your reality of things hoped for. And here's the definition of hope, confident expectancy. But it's also the evidence of things not seen. Well, God's word is my evidence that's in my heart. And you can't see what's in me. And again, I tell people, you believe in a lot of stuff you can't see. You know, you believe you got a brain in your head, but you can't see it. Yeah, you believe in the waves that's going out on radio and cell phones. So faith is confidence in God's word. It's the substance of things hoped for. So you got to go in God's word and get some what's called hope seed. Plant that in the good ground of your heart and watch it grow up. And then start speaking. It grows as you speak it. It grows as you meditate on it. And it grows as 
as you do it, and do it includes speaking it and meditating on it, but demonstrating it. That's what faith is, the substance of things hoped for. So we, we, we can get a lot of things God gives you hope in his word. Yeah, you put, the Bible talks about uh, a plant that's dying. It'll, it'll have some hope if, if you pour a little water on it. Yeah, put, get a dying. Anybody ever had a dying plant? And you pour a little water on it. That's some hope. <laughs> that thing will start coming back to life. Well, it's just like us. We need the word of God. Everybody needs the word of God. Because the word of God is the only thing that destroys the power of the devil. Ask Jesus. Yeah, he can't stand against it. He can't say, we talked about that in the other broadcast earlier. He can't stand against the word of God. Jesus revealed that to us as he was led in the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Jesus, again, he didn't pick up a rock or stick or a tree. He just declared, it is written. He starts speaking the word of God, which Ephesians 6 calls the sword of the spirit. He just kept on whooping him with that sword of the spirit. And guess what? We've been given authority to use that same word because we're ambassadors. We can speak it. And angels, and actually, I, I find it interesting that after that what happened with Jesus in the wilderness with Satan, Scripture says, and the angels came to minister to him. Uh oh. Says the devil went away, wait another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he's going to do it to another opportune time. <laughs> but I mean, that's what we need to always <laughs> right, remember right, right. That, that even if he's going to come back. But when he does, we have the power. Use the same the weapons. The, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for right. the pulling down strongholds. The they're word of God. Available. Yeah, it's all the word. The scripture said the word is near you. It's in your heart and it's in your mouth. It's the word of faith which we declare. The word of faith is God's word. We you and actually faith is called also referred to in Ephesians six as a shield of faith. It quenches every fiery dart of the enemy. You got to keep that shield on. Actually, sure, we can do a whole segment on that. The armor of God. A lot of Christians got to just go in Ephesians 6 and, and read and meditate and study about the armor that you've been given. He's given you some armor to work with because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, meaning people are not your problem. Your problem is the devil. And again, I know we're on the subject of abiding in his love. Well, because you love somebody, you want to keep them protected. And God's giving you some spiritual armor and weaponry to fight the enemy because Satan is your enemy. When you got transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of discernment and light, he gave you some armor and some weaponry, something to, to be successful in. Because God knows, like you said, he's going to come back on and as he get another opportune time. That's what he does. He Scripture says he roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He's not a roaring lion, but he roams around like one. He's like a dog that barks all the time but don't have no teeth. He wants to... Make you think he's big, but Jesus already defeated him. Our elder brother, our Lord and Savior, already, the Bible says, made an open show of him, took the keys back, redeemed us. So we got the victory, and you got to know that, oh, Satan's just talking crap. He's talking loud and ain't saying well, nothing. Well, then we got the word of God, so that's all we have. You know, the next time a person's sitting in your home, you're feeling a little depressed, you're feeling worried, or whatever, just open the word of God and start reading you can pick a just pick a spot. Just start reading. Pick a spot. And the, <laughs> the devil can't stand against it. He doesn't like it. He it's it's more powerful than he is. And that doubt, that worry, that fear, all those things will be cast aside. And I tell people, I said this yesterday in the in the broadcast at the church service. I always keep reminding people, it's about the word of God. You gotta know the what the word says. You have to declare the word. You gotta meditate on it. You gotta demonstrate it. And he says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, biblical knowledge, spiritual knowledge, not academic knowledge. He said they are destroyed. So we need, and then in Colossians, Paul prayed that we be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. 
And I always say, well, field, what's the opposite of field? Empty. A lot of Christians are empty of the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. But God said, he said, my desire is that you be filled because that's how you're going to live in this abundant life that Jesus said I came to give you. You got to, word of God does not return void. It says that in Isaiah, it endures forever. You got to know what the word of God says and you got to open your mouth. I tell them, people, you open your mouth about everything else. <laughs> open your mouth and say what does said the Lord. People talk all day long. I go in the restaurant and I'm just like, they know all kinds of stuff, but they don't know this stuff. I know people. They, and they can tell you who's in first place. They can tell you all the gossip. In a, in a sports league. They can tell you. They can't tell you what the word says. And they're Christians. That's what gets to me. And I'll be like. Tell you a guy's batting average and everything else, you know, but they can't remember a verse. I got a relative. She'll tell you all the gossip on all the celebrities. She and she's a Christian. She knows what Kim Kardashian she, doing, she, huh? she knows what she's doing constantly. And she'll tell you about that constantly. But she don't even know what the word says. But defeat it. And I'm looking at them like. If you all this, if you spend time sowing all that into you, that you and do it with the word, you'll be on fire for the you're Lord. Trying, you're trying to tell me that reading your word is more important than watching TMZ? <laughs> to some people, <laughs> to, to people who Scripture says this, Jesus said this in Matthew five. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. God desires you to be filled, but He said. I'm only going to feel you as you hunger and right. thirst after me. It. You got to wear And I tell people this, too. He doesn't I, throw you down and force feed you. No, no, no. You got to want it. You got to want it. And I tell people this. You know what? And I know us pastors, ministry leaders, we can get frustrated. And I just made a decision. I'm not going to try and force feed anybody who's not hungry for what's inside of me. Because I know I'm anointed. I know I'm filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will. And I'm not going to force feed anybody. And I believe it's biblical because Jesus told the disciples, when he sent them out, if any, don't cast your pearls to swine. He said that. And if anybody don't want to receive what you have, just shake the dust off you and keep pushing. Just keep going. Yeah, just move along. And that's what we got to do. He, meaning, don't force feed any. There's a any. lot of ripe fruit out there. Yeah, there's, there's, the harvest is plentiful. To, we don't need to try to pull the green so, fruit. And, and you got some Christians like that. They just want what I call fire insurance. They want to make it to heaven. They want to miss hell, get their little fire insurance, and just so kick back. So when they stand there and they can say, see, I got my paper. Got my paperwork. Man. I got my pass. I got it in back in 80. <laughs> I got born again, got baptized in 81. But no, God desires you to, to have some heaven on your earth. He desires, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So, but in order to do that, we have to live by the keys of the kingdom. We have to use the commands. And the instruction that he's given us. A lot of people like to say the Bible means the B-I-B-L-E stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. I, I like that too. I like that one. Yeah, basic instructions before leaving earth. Because you ain't going to spend eternity on earth here. So the Bible contains the wisdom of God. And if you want the wisdom of God, you got to spend time with God in his word. A lot of people, they'd rather spend time, watch, like you said, watching TMZ, watching everything else, watching sports. They do all this, but they won't spend Real that time with God. Oh, they know it all, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, when I go home, I, you know, I watch my comedy shows. I like comedy. I like my little cop shows. But I like watching TBN. I like the Word Network. I like Christian television. I like the increase in the knowledge of the Lord's will because I hunger and thirst after righteousness. I desire to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will. So I spent whatever you... Invest time in, <laughs> that's what you're going to get. I invest time in spiritual things. I like recreation and natural things, but I invest a lot of time, more time in spiritual things. 
because I understand that uh, this is what I need. And we were talking earlier, I don't know if it was earlier today or yesterday, we were talking about habits, how easy it is to form habits. Mm-hmm. Where, where your habit is you got home from work and you're just really tired and you go home and you turn and you turn TV on a little bit and then you go in and eat dinner and then you go back and watch some more TV and then you go to bed, you know? And mm-hmm. there are a lot of, that's how a lot of people live. And then they get up in the morning and they, they get ready for work and they go to work and they kind of go through the day through the motions because they don't really like their job that well. And, and they get home and they're pretty much beat because they were spent the day at doing something they didn't really want to be doing anyway and watch a little TV and then they eat dinner and then they watch some more TV and then they go to bed and then they get up the next day and do it all over again. And then Friday night they go, Oh man, thank goodness it's Friday. And then they sleep in on Saturday and maybe go do a little something, and then Sunday they'll go to church, and then Monday they start all over again. And they never and, touch the Word. And just life was no fun. Life, there was no joy in it. It was all stuff that they didn't really want to do. And we and we hearken back to that scripture all the time where Jesus said, I came to give you life and it more abundantly. It was not I came to give you frustration in it more abundantly. It wasn't I came to give you sadness mm-hmm. in it more abundantly. I, I came to give you frustration in it more abundantly. It says I came to give you life and it more abundant. Life should be full of joy. We should have joy in life. God did not give you a new day today. He didn't say, you know what, Vince? You know what, Pastor Richard? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you Monday so you can be depressed. I'm going to give you Monday so you can be beaten down. I'm going to give you Monday so that you can hang your head. No, he said, I'm going to give you Monday as a gift. And I want you to have joy. And I want you to have peace. And I want you to have all those gifts of the Spirit. Are we going to take it? Are we going to realize that's the life that God wants us to have? Stay in a relationship with him. Stay in constant contact with him. Abide in him, as we're talking this week. Abide in him. Abide in his word. Live in his word. Live in his presence. And accept the joy and the peace and the kindness and the patience and all those things that he wants to give us as the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, and I'm back to verse John 15, verse 11. After Jesus said all those things, he said, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. Remain means constant. Does it mean? It means constant. Look, in the latter part says, and that your joy may be full. Mm, I guess yeah, those God go together. God wants us to have joy, full up. Well, full. Right, 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 right. So every day, again, you'll get a revelation on the joy of the Lord is my strength. So every day you should, you can be joyful because of, not who you are because of whose you are. Yeah, you can have joy. And it's going to do it for this segment of Faith on Fire. We pray that you were blessed by the broadcast. Again, we want to remind you, if this broadcast has been a blessing to you, once you consider sowing a seed into the ministry, you can send your love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. And we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire. 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.